Welcome everybody to Socratica Reads. My name is Kimberly Hatch Harrison, and I'm the co-founder of Socratica. You may know our YouTube channel, where we teach math, science, computer programming. The real focus of our work is lifelong learning. And for me, the secret to lifelong learning is reading. The love of reading has taken me further in life than anything else. It's great, of course, that there are online videos, like ours, that teach you a lot of different things, but at least so far, there's not a video for everything. Maybe one day. We're working on it. It's going to take a few generations of edutubers to cover the basic curriculum. If you really want to be able to get inside the mind of a great thinker, you're going to want to read what they write. So, in this podcast, I'm giving you a taste of the kinds of things I'm reading, what I find inspiring, and because time is short, I'm skipping to my favorite part. Today, I want to share with you a fantasy novel called Star Daughter by Shweta Takrar. This is a story about a young woman who is half human, half star, who lives among us. Her true nature is hidden, along with her silvery hair that she has to keep dyeing. Speaking of dying, her father suddenly takes ill because of something she did, and she has to go searching for a way to rescue him. This involves a reunion with her starry relations. But first, she visits a magical night market. And this is my favorite part. As they drew near, the market shimmered into solidity. An arch in the shape of a peacock's fan appeared before the entrance. Its feathers were composed of segments of glass in teal, green, cobalt, and violet, all of which glowed from within. Forgetting her exhaustion, Sheetal drank in the light, letting it slide down her throat and into her bloodstream, but froze when the peacock lowered its house-sized head to study her with living eyes. It let out a cat-like cry. Radhika Foy tensed, as if to run, her own eyes wide as a cartoon character's. Beta, get back! Both of you! Sheetal didn't. Meeting the peacock's disturbing stare straight on, she said, We're here for the night market. It's not going to eat us, right? Minal whispered. If it does, it was nice knowing you, Sheetal whispered back. It felt nice to joke for a minute, when everything else was awful and unpredictable. To know she didn't have to do this alone. She did hope it wouldn't eat them, though. The peacock blinked once, twice, then opened its beak until the entire archway shone through it. Just beyond, figures moved, tinkling laughter merged with baritone chuckles, and out wafted scents so fine they could have only come from the heavenly realm. Dad, Sheetal told him, praying he could hear somehow, this is for you. Then she linked arms with Minal, and they stepped into the peacock's mouth. Behind them, Radhika Foy made a choking noise. Before Sheetal knew it, she stood inside the market, its sinuous allure slinking into her bones and her blood. Music swirled invitingly through her as she gazed at the glimmering horizon. Her thoughts bloomed with wonder, all jewel tones and reinvigorating hope. If there was a way to save Dad, it would be here. All around them, Intricately decorated stalls overflowed with impossible goods, and the patrons who browsed them were just as odd. 
a family of Kinaras, their equine heads fusing seamlessly with their human lower bodies, examined a carved copper lantern encrusted with gems in colors Sheetal had never seen before. Nearby, an Apsara who might have been sculpted from marble, she was so enticing, haggled over a selection of black and silver bottles shaped like birds in flight. But I want green, she said, her perfect mouth set in a pout. I'm sorry, said the stall owner, a young man who could have himself been the hero in a Bollywood love story, but all I have in stock is what you see here. Sheetal stood rooted to the mosaic tiled floor, trying really hard not to ogle. By accident or ardent wish, she'd stumbled into a mythic wonderland. It was all so strange, so seductive, that if this had been any other day, she would have been raring to see it all, taste it all, to unearth rusty keys to hidden cabinets of curiosities and gulp down steaming purple potions that would send her on adventures in imaginary realms. Sheetal, snapped Radhika Foy. Minal! She gripped Sheetal's arm hard enough to bruise. I've been trying to get you to listen for ten minutes. Come now. Ten minutes? It had felt like thirty seconds. Sheetal fought to loosen herself from the night market's glamour. How could she have forgotten Dad? Meenal too looked dazed. This place. I could lose myself here. We need to be careful. Ah, yes, said a sly voice, far too close to Sheetal's ear. A young girl brimming over with want stewing in it like vegetables in dal. Want goes so well with rice, wouldn't you say? A wrinkled brown finger beckoned. Sheetal stared down its length to find an old woman in a maroon and gold sari. Come to my stall, child, and see if we can't find something to plug up that hole in your heart. My heart's not the one that needs help, Sheetal said. Everyone's heart seeks something. The vendor scurried back behind the counter of her stall. A cream... A charm, a confirmation. Radhika Foy sniffed, but waved Sheetal forward. She shared a cautious glance with Minal, then took in the tent before them. It might have been an illustration in a storybook. Fireflies floated from the roof on delicate chains, illuminating the assortment of wares in lavender, powder blue, and hot pink light. They were pretty spectacular wares, to be sure. Diamond-eyed onyx spiders that perched in customers' hair, weaving elaborate cobweb headdresses while whispering arcane secrets in the arachnid tongue. Bouquets of silver poppies, garlands of copper jasmine blossoms, long-stemmed rainbow roses, bottles of serenity and stillness, bottles of chaos and creation, gems containing freshly harvested dreams. How about a potion to help my dad's heart? Sheetal asked. Some hearts, said the vendor, as if she hadn't heard, seek their reflection in the form of a lover's rapt gaze. She thrust a silver hand mirror at Sheetal, ordinary, but for a single brown eye where the glass should have been, as if someone were peering through the frame and winking. One of the best parts about reading is that you enter someone else's mind. It's one brain talking to another brain. This might be someone who lives on the other side of the country, or in a different country, or someone from a whole other time that you would never get a chance to talk to. If you're used to picking up books about people who are just like you, I encourage you to expand your horizons a little. You know what your life is like. Read about someone else's life. Listen to someone else's thoughts. Thanks for listening.